Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. Well, here we are. It's another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On today's show, I'm not joined by any guest. Um, have got a very exciting guest lined up for next week who was going to be on this week. Well, two people. They were going to be on next week. This week, God, I can't talk. This is a good start. There were some people who were going to be on the podcast this week. One of them sick, so they're going to be on the podcast next week instead. So for this week, you're fucking stuck with me. Uh, lucky you. But it is, I think, going to be just an absolutely mind-blowingly amazing episode. Um, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for some some just fantastic content. I think the the title of the podcast that you've clicked through for if you're here listening I haven't written it yet but it's going to be something to do with getting millions of views on TikTok um, and that's what I've been up to lately is getting millions of views on TikTok uh, which I will talk about in some detail um, in just a little while but first I guess seeing as we're here it's just me and you thought I'd give you a little bit of an update of what I've been up to since you know the podcast sort of Maybe somewhat abruptly disappeared um, because I just fucking got burnt out, just got sick of churning out work. And honestly, I think the other thing was I started going viral on TikTok with my first viral video. And I was just like, oh, why am I doing all this other bullshit and getting 50 downloads on a podcast or like 50 likes on a Instagram post? And I can just post on TikTok and I can get millions of views. Um which isn't actually necessarily a logical step to do because things like, for example, the art business, I definitely get most of the sales through, all of the sales have come pretty much, I think, through Instagram, maybe even a few through Facebook. Oh, one or two through LinkedIn as well, but literally none through TikTok. So I've gotten millions and millions of views on TikTok. And the close, the one thing that's happened is I got one email of a person saying he had found the art and wanted to buy some, um... And then he never bought it. I can actually see he added it to his cart and everything and then just didn't purchase it. I never followed up on the email. I probably should have. Maybe I still should. I don't know. I probably won't, though. Listen, it's his loss. He's missing out on the investment of a lifetime. If he had bought that art, uh, you know, that would be something that would be worth so much fucking money in the future. Um, and so if he wants to choose to miss out on that, that's that's his loss. That's all I have to say on that matter. Um, but yeah, why not podcasts? I mean, honestly, I think a big driving force was the um, was the fact that um, I was just completely burnt out. Um, I think part of it was the TikTok stuff. I think, honestly, I just sort of was like, what's the point in doing this, all this other stuff? Like, TikTok's the only place where you can go viral like this. And so I focused all of my um, focus and attention and effort on uh, TikTok for quite some time. I really... I had a goal... <laughs> I had a mental goal last year that I wanted to get 100,000 followers by the end of the year. And I really <laughs> genuinely believed I could do it. Um, and I did hit 10,000 followers before the end of the year, which had you told me when I had 90 followers at the start of last year, I would have said was a pipe dream. Um, so, you know, just goes to show, set big goals. Even if you miss them, you're succeeding. So think about that one. Um, but yeah, that was a big part. Then also, yeah, like I said, I was just getting burnt out. I think largely because of work. I mean, I also, I was getting stressed out at work a lot, but I did get a promotion, so 
swings and roundabouts. Whoop whoop. Um, I was getting stressed out, but I think it's like you know chicken or egg situation because I was also just not looking after myself. I wasn't doing any exercise. I was barely even going. My step count some days was just atrociously low, like under a thousand steps in a day. Ordering delivery, left, right, and center, being a bit of a fat fuck. I gained a lot of weight. So I wasn't looking after myself, which was potentially causing me stress. I was stressed as well because of things and work and all this shit. Um, and and I was focusing all of my creative energy on making TikToks, many of which didn't get many views, but, you know, it's a process. Um, and so those are the reasons I didn't, didn't podcast for a while. But here we are. We're back and I'm excited to be back. I also wasn't really posting on Instagram. A lot of similar reasons there. Burning out, not seeing the point of it necessarily. Though I I clearly do see the point of Instagram because, like I said, that's where a lot of the sales um, of the art have been driven. So I'm back with the podcast. I've been posting a little bit on Instagram, but I need to get back to a more regular cadence and just make it get back in the habit of just posting every day pretty much on Instagram and I plan to so watch this space tune in on Instagram because there's going to be more content coming there soon but of course um, tune into TikTok if you want the best content and the most content because that's still going to be where most of my focus is going given just how easy it is to go viral there well I mean it's not easy at all it took me six months of posting shitloads to even get close but you know what I mean it's the only place where it's possible I think to to go that level of viral and so make sure you're following art by angus on tiktok on instagram on twitter i've got 64 followers on twitter i think so maybe twitter this year will be what tiktok was last year seems like it's a, a pipe dream to to grow to a, having a following there but maybe i will um the main reason i started using twitter is that um is that it's it's the place to be for the world of nfts and i don't know if you've heard but nfts are the future um digital ownership non-fungible tokens um and actually there's another update for you what i've been up to in the interim without podcasting i also released a set of nfts uh i don't know what project i don't know what you call it i minted 10 nfts onto the blockchain um, which are all on OpenSea. Um, the name of the project, if you go on OpenSea and, and search for it, is Tripping Balls, comma, Hard. The comma is an actual comma, not the word comma. So Tripping Balls, Hard is the name of the project. Um, named because a lot of the art was inspired by or indeed painted during psychedelic experiences. Um would recommend taking mushrooms to everyone at least once in their life what a fucking magical awe-inspiring spiritual deeply spiritual experience it is um <laughs> i'm losing my train of thought because i'm just thinking about how good mushrooms are but yeah um released an nft project so i mean if there's there's an sold seven out of the ten there's still three available for sale for 0.021 ETH which I mean I don't know what the price of Ethereum is doing these days but it's it's well under £100 anyway um, although gas fees also will probably be expensive depending on when you're buying um, but listen I think it's a good investment personally or I wouldn't be talking about it here I think it's going to be worth a lot um, someday or I wouldn't be talking about it here um, and so I think listen there's three still up for grabs uh, 
and I, I mean I haven't really been doing any anything to to go about promoting these um but I will be doing some stuff this year um and I think just to me it's it's like a 50 year play and I'm very confident that in 50 years time they'll be worth something I mean assuming NFTs are still worth something but I'm very bullish on that fact so three NFTs still available don't go don't go do go buy them don't go anywhere except for to go buy an nft and tripping bulls hard um anyway there's a bit of shameless self-promotion um though or or investment advice depending on how you look at it on to the fucking meat and potatoes of this week's episode tiktok i went viral on tiktok I fucking love going viral on TikTok. It's an addictive experience. You know the way social media is is addictive? Like you check it and you get the notifications and you get a little dopamine hit. That's that's why people, that's the problem with society today. You get a little dopamine hit from those notifications on your social media platforms. Well, let me just tell you. If you think it's good just seeing a fucking DM from your friend on Instagram or you get fucking 10 likes on your picture on Instagram or you get fucking one comment on your TikTok or whatever and you think that's good imagine how good it is getting millions of views just bing 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 just getting notification after notification it's like the ultimate hit of the social media drug would recommend it to anyone who enjoys <laughs> enjoys their social media addiction um but yeah so i mean around the time that i made the last few episodes of the podcast before i went on a hiatus I had my first viral TikTok, um, which got 3.4 million views. Um, and I think I did an episode about that, um, potentially back then, and about how some of some of my thinking. So potentially go listen to that if you want to hear about that experience. But yeah, since then, had another video go viral with like 2.3 million. Had a number of videos get like, I don't know, 100, 150, 200k sort of, sort of views. Um, and honestly, since that 3.4 million view video, like pretty much the lowest my views for a week have, have gone is like 40 or 50K in a week. Um, because when a video goes viral, it does have like, it still continues to drive views a long time after the, the virality, I think. I mean, after it slows down a lot, you still can get like thousands of views in a week from, from an old video. And I've been posting other videos as well. Um, but then, fast forward. So I was, yeah, I had this goal of getting 100,000 followers before the end of the year. It didn't fully work out like that, but I did get to like 10K followers. Um, and then, sometime in, I think, late January, I posted a new... So all these TikToks are stupid jokes. The first one was... The first one that went viral was like... You can you can go check out Art by Angus um, on TikTok and you can watch them all. But the first one was... Uh, and it's that one's in my pinned videos at the top of my profile. It was like um, it opened by saying, "You will not believe this new painting technique I've discovered," and it goes through a process that makes it seem like it's a legitimate kind of cool painting hack. And then at the end, I just sort of paint over the whole painting with black paint, and uh, then people realize it was just a joke. Um, 
this video then another one went viral basically that exact same joke got like over two million views um where i paint it's, i said i was custom painting my mouse and then i custom painted it but then painted over it all in black um so basically the exact same joke that one got millions of views as well so feel free if you're trying to go viral on tiktok to just fucking paint something black and you probably get millions of views in my experience that's what happens um but then i was getting bored of painting things black um so i was trying to think of new things new ideas did a bunch um had been sort of pretty stagnant i think was making i mean I think TikTok's so good because it's just unforgiving. If you make a bad video, you just don't get views. If you make a good video, you just do get views. And so I was I was pretty stagnant, made a bunch that didn't really do much. Did one, I think, in early January that got like 30,000 views. Um, then I did this one, the one that went really fucking viral. It's the most viral video yet um, where it's about post-it notes and it's telling people they've been using it opens by saying you've been using post-it notes wrong your entire life and then it proceeds to to say i used to think this was i'll admit i think it says i'll admit when i first heard about this i thought it was crazy but if you leave post-it notes in the fridge for 30 minutes and during saying this it shows me putting post-it notes into the fridge and then taking post-it notes out of the fridge and then it gets to the end and it says if you put post-it notes in the fridge for 30 minutes uh, and then you write on them they're cold uh which obviously is not a real life hack it's just a stupid fucking joke um but that went viral it went really fucking viral uh, and it's it's gotten 6.6 million views uh which is fucking mind-blowing pretty mental i think looking at the time um if you, you can see the total view time for a video and the analytics on tiktok and looking at this video like <laughs> it's a 17 or 18 second long video and looking at the cumulative time spent watching this video it's like over two years of time has been spent watching this video like tens of thousands i don't know it's like maybe 15 20 thousand hours is it i think it's that i can't remember but something some fucking if you divide the number of hours by 24 um it works out that it's it's over two years worth of watch time on this one video uh which is fucking bonkers and just makes me think like people who are like legit have like big youtube channels things like that like mr beast like <laughs> i think mr beast must have literally had people spend thousands of lifetimes watching his content which is just a mental thing to think about isn't it um but i guess to try and not just fucking toot my own horn and talk about how great it is to go viral on tiktok to actually try give some some value here i think are a couple of the reasons why i think i've gone viral so for anyone who's trying to go viral who's thinking about making tiktoks who is making tiktoks and isn't necessarily seeing success here's some of the things that i think have really worked for me and some of the things that i think you can implement in your own content creation in order to potentially go viral or at least sort of increase your views increase your engagement increase your watch time all of those things um so i think the first and probably most important thing is the first two seconds of your video you have to have a hook you have to give people a reason why they should watch um and so those two examples i gave of the two most viral videos the first one is you will not believe this new painting technique i've discovered or something like that um it's a very clear oh this seems like exciting and interesting uh, and it gives someone a reason you're going to learn this new painting technique that i've discovered if you keep watching or the post note one is like 
you've been using post-it notes wrong your entire life. Um, and so that's like a very clear hook of like, oh, I mean, it's like everyone pretty much, I think, with a camping, like anyone who hasn't used a post-it note in their life is a full-blown freak. <laughs> so I think it's safe to assume that most people have used a post-it note in their life, if not all people who are listening to or on t- or watching TikTok, like legitimately, what sort of fucking weird, fucked up, strange life have you had if you're not using post-it notes at least once in your life? In fact, if at least five hundred times, I would say you're probably a bit weird if you haven't used post-it notes that many times. Maybe I'm just a post-it note enthusiast and I'm wrong. Um, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or something if you've never used a post-it note, um, and I'll be weirded out. <laughs> um. But yeah, the hook, I think that's the most important thing because you could make the best video ever, similar to like YouTube thumbnails. Like you could have the best YouTube video ever, but if you have a thumbnail and a headline that nobody wants to click, then no one's going to watch your fucking video. And it's a similar thing with TikTok. If, if you make the best video ever, but the first two seconds don't give someone a reason to stick around and watch, TikTok's brutal. People scroll past immediately if they're not immediately hooking them and giving them a reason to watch. So I think that's the most important thing because without that, you just can't, doesn't matter how good the rest of the video is, no one's going to watch it. So focus on a hook, really think what's going to capture someone's attention in that feed in those first two seconds, what's going to give them a reason to continue watching the video. Then beyond that, I think the biggest metric in terms of success, I I believe anyway, for, for TikTok is view time. Um, so the longer someone stays watching a video, the, the more successful it's going to be. So obviously you need to have the hook to get them to stick around initially. But from there, then you need to continue having a video that's that's engaging and gives them a reason to continue watching. Um, and so with something like these fake hack videos, like there's a very clear payout where they're, once they're hooked, a lot of people are going to keep watching. Excuse me. They're going to keep watching because they want to get to the payoff they want to find out what is this new painting technique i've discovered or they want to find out what's the right way to use a post-it note if i've been doing it wrong my whole life um but in order to get to that point i think things i found work really having like a lot of different cuts in a video so rather than just one shot the whole way that's that can be quite boring it's like visually i have videos that are cutting every like in the video editing app i use the shortest clip you can have is like 0.4 seconds so like in the first two seconds i often try to have like three or four different visuals so it's like along with a strong hook you're also stimulating them they're seeing multiple things um and then throughout the video trying to have a lot of quick cuts where you're not staying on any one visual for too long because i think people get bored with that that being said, you do want to mix it up. Like you can't just have every sec, like a 0.4 second clip that's cutting to another 0.4 second clip on and on because that's going to be just like, like, I don't know, induce a fit in people because it's going to be too fast. So you need to strike a balance where you're, the tempo where it's like quick, 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 slightly slower, quick, quick, slightly slower, quick, quick, slow, quick, 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 whatever it is, you know, you have to mix the tempo up to keep people engaged and kind of keep people guessing almost. Um, and that for my videos at least is paired with sort of constant quite fast talking um, I heard somewhere at least for on YouTube um, and I think the logic probably stands true for TikTok as well is that like it's very hard for people to exit a video while you're talking because it's like they they very much feel like if you're mid-sentence they're, they're feeling like they're going to miss out on something if they leave the video so um, having a lot of these quick cuts with sort of a constant fairly fast voiceover 
that's keeping people sort of engaged and, and keeping the video interesting throughout is, is another big one. Um, and then the last one I would say is probably shareability. Have That's the, I think, the, the real thing that makes something go super viral is like watch time and shares. Um, and so with both of those examples of the fake hacks about painting or about post-it notes, um, it's like... I guess the formula is these videos seem right until the last second that it's like a legitimate hack and people are completely bought in. They're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What is the thing? And then right at the end, there's a payoff where it's like, no, oh, flip the script. This is actually a complete piss take and it's a joke. And so that keeps them engaged, keeps them viewing till the end. Then it hits them at the end. They're like, oh my God, what? This is hilarious. This is, I thought it was going to be a real, real life hack. And it's just this dumb joke that if you leave post-it notes in the fridge for half an hour and then write on them, they're cold. Um, and so the reason I think those videos are shareable is you engage someone, you hook them, you get them to watch the whole video, then they get to the punchline, they find it funny, and then they realize, oh, this video convinced me that it was a real hack. I'm going to tag my friend. And a lot of people do, like lots of people have tagged their friend in the post note one saying, oh my God, how did we never know this? Oh, I can't believe we weren't taught this in school. My whole life is a lie about all these things. Um, where they're tagging their friend and trying to convince their friend that this is a legitimate life hack so that they're, in a sense, pulling that prank that I've pulled on them on their friends by tagging them, by sharing it with them. Um, and the, the difference, I think, the the painting one, I can't remember, I think it was like three and a half thousand shares maybe it got. Um, and it got 3.4 million views. The post note one got nearly 11,000 shares, 10.8 thousand shares. Um, and that got 6.6 .6 million views. So I think having the more that a video gets shared by people, the more viral potential it has because that way for every view, you're potentially getting multiple views because a lot of people with the post note one would tag four of their friends in the comments. Um, and so that's, you know, for one view that TikTok is serving, you're potentially getting five plus views there. Um, and so having it be something that people will share some that's i think something that really adds a lot of viral potential to a video um one sort of point to consider though i think with this stuff is like i was solely focused on how do i make videos that get loads of views um and not really thinking strategically beyond that at all and so i found myself now realizing like I've got something like I think it's like I'm at thirteen and a half thousand followers now, which don't get me wrong, it's fucking awesome and I'm pumped about it. But the quality of those followers is not necessarily not it's not even the quality of those followers, but the what those followers followed me for is not necessarily what I want followers for, if that makes sense. So I've been followed for these sort of dumb jokes, kind of prank your friend videos, whatever. Um Whereas actually what I'm trying to do is build an audience who likes my art and who potentially will buy my art someday. Um, and so I'm reconsidering. I think I'm going to I'm gonna maintain this TikTok um, profile for sure. Um, and I'm going to continue to, when I have ideas, to make some of those stupid joke ones. Because I, I, I mean, honestly, personally, I just find them funny. Um, and... Like I said, it's fucking hella addictive to go viral and to get millions of views and just have the open your phone in the morning and have 99 plus notifications. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. 
but I'm also planning to try and share more of myself and this is fucking awkward because it's like I know that the answer is to make like five videos a day of me just talking to camera and just saying stupid shit um, and I still have part of me in the back of my head that's embarrassed about doing that for no reason because um, I guess the reason in the back of my head is like worrying about being judged or what people will think um, but I think I've talked about it on this podcast before like anyone who fucking has a problem with me doing that or judges me for doing that fuck them like they're wasting their mental capacity on judging me and to be honest I really don't think there's that many people judging other people as as people think it's just like it's just a pure thing in your own mind that you're worried about so um long story short I think uh I'm gonna keep doing these funny videos but I'm also gonna try more share more of myself try do more videos of me just talking to the camera and also try share more videos of me sharing like genuine art as well as dumb jokes um because that's the other thing i've i haven't been making as many paintings that i like until quite recently i've gotten back into it more recently and been have been making some more um some more good paintings that i think are good anyway um uh, future masterpieces to be hung in museums probably um but Oh yeah, I'm going to share more of that stuff to try and build more of an audience who are, you know, following for me and for my art rather than just these dumb videos. They're also going to keep churning out some of the dumb videos because they're fucking funny and it's a bit of, bit of crack, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, I mean, if anyone has any questions about how to go viral on TikTok, about TikTok in general, I'm all ears. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to, to chat um, and to help other people if they want to want me to look at their TikTok, see what they're doing, any suggestions, any of that stuff, I'm always down to chat. Excuse me. Just hit me up. Um, and I think that's about it on the TikTok point. What's next? Um, like I said, had scheduled a podcast with some exciting guests this week. Had to reschedule, but hopefully next Wednesday that podcast will be out. Um, and then the other and then yeah i've got a lot i've got a list of potential podcast guests i mean this sounds very familiar to last season when i just kept talking about how i needed to reach out to more guests and i just never did but this year i'm gonna i swear um and hopefully yeah we'll have some some other interesting guests lined up soon um and so watch this space for that and then the other thing is for anyone who follows me on instagram you'll see well graffiti is illegal and i would never do anything illegal but I happen to always regularly find these uh, the same graffiti that I just happen to know where the person's done it the night before and I go take a picture of it. Um, it's a mystery who it is who's doing them. Um, but this love motif where it's the word love, it's you know either on a black background with the word love in white with red hearts or on a white background or a light background with the word love in black and hearts. Um, and a few loves and I really like this because I think the the love message is um, it's uh, you know whoever's doing this graffiti which I mean again graffiti is illegal I would never personally do anything illegal but somebody is doing this and my interpretation of why they're doing this um which is obviously just a guess because it's not me who's doing the illegal activity i would never do anything illegal and i certainly wouldn't do something illegal and then talk about it on a podcast or post about it on instagram that would be crazy you'd have to be real silly to do that 
Um, but the the love motif, the yeah, my my guess as to why this person, who's probably really handsome, has a beautiful deep Irish accent, um, and luscious red hair, um, the reason they're probably doing this is to because maybe they worked in marketing or do work in marketing, and they realised how easily brainwashed people are, right? People, like, there's a reason McDonald's spends fucking millions and hundreds of millions on having that McDonald's logo flash in front of your face in different places. It's because we're fucking monkeys with lizard brains who are easily brainwashed into doing things and into recalling things and into making decisions, whatever, based on flash images we see. Um, And so by spreading this vision of the word love and of these hearts... um, in areas of high footfall across London that have honestly if we think the TikToks have got a lot of views I'm confident the graffiti across London has got hundreds of millions of views um, because some of the placements have just been incredibly high footfall areas where if you were placing an out of home advertisement on a billboard for a week you'd be charged you know hundreds of thousands of pounds because of how high traffic those areas are uh, and so this love message is, you know, trying to brainwash the world, I think, anyway, of course, because I, I wouldn't do graffiti and talk about it on a podcast or post about it on Instagram ever. That would be crazy. Um, <laughs> it's about trying to brainwash the world into being a bit more loving and being a bit more nice. Um, and so building upon that, I am going to be releasing some... I'm toying with the idea um, and I've made a first order of some some clothes of basically like some clothing with this love motif um, screen printed on it. Uh, I have to buy a screen printing machine too um, or set up. I don't know if it's a machine. I have to buy a screen printing kit. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to fucking screen print the t-shirts with the love and the reason being to then have people around the world, around the UK, around Ireland, wherever people are um, wearing these t-shirts and in doing so continuing to purvey this message of love and continuing to flash that love message in front of more people's eyeballs and in the hope that that will brainwash more people into being slightly nicer into being slightly more loving into doing slightly more loving things and showing up in slightly more loving ways in certain circumstances the same way flashing a McDonald's logo in front of people loads of times makes some people go and buy a fucking Big Mac uh, I don't personally eat Big Macs, but I fucking love McDonald's. And it's probably partially because I've been brainwashed by their McDonald's logo. And so I'm trying to do something similar, except in a much nicer way, by brainwashing the world into being more loving, by flashing this image of love into people's eyeballs across the world. And a way that I'm trying to perpetuate that is by creating this clothing brand. I mean, I don't know if we'll call it a clothing brand, but creating these clothing items with this message on it that then people will wear that other people will see and that will perpetuate that message and perpetuate that aim of trying to brainwash the world in a positive way. Um, I have ordered a bunch of vintage t-shirts because I think we're all aware of how, uh, you know, fast fashion is one of the many factors that's destroying the world. And so opting yeah, to purely do this with vintage clothing so that it's not hurting the world. It's again, it's a loving practice. And so it's, it's making the world a better and nicer place. So watch this space. That's what I'm working on next. That's what's coming is um, some T-shirts, maybe some sweatshirts, maybe some hoodies down the line. Who knows? Maybe whatever else. Um, but yeah, working on this. Uh, watch this space. Not sure on timings yet. It might be a while. 
um, but it will happen and I'm excited and I'm excited to share it with you when it does happen uh, and that's probably enough rambling for me for one day let me get my guitar for the outro oh here we go it's just out of reach there it is this has been the creative marketing podcast Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast when I'm going to be joined by some stupendously amazing guests and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, until then, don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about... Tell your... Oh, really struggling here at the end. Tell your friends about the podcast. Um, spread the good word of creative marketing. Um, like I said, if you've got any questions, hit me up on Instagram. My DMs are open for business. Um... What else? Go visit artbyangus.com and buy a painting. Go on OpenSea and search for Tripping Bulls Hard and buy one of the three remaining Tripping Bulls Hard NFTs before it's too late. Uh, and other than that, I love you very dearly. I hope you're having a great day. You're a great person and I'll chat to you soon. <laughs>